Hi there, I'm Shelly, a military wife and a mother of two, and I'm so glad you're joining me on this episode as we discover what really matters in life from a biblical and a practical perspective. It's been a while since I've been able to actually record an episode. <laughs> a lot has been going on the past few months with homeschooling and um, just transitions in life, but it's an honor to be back on the show again. And I have joining me today, Alyssa, who is a great friend that I've been able to meet and uh, get to know over the past few years. She also is a military spouse, and I'm excited for you to hear her story today. How are you doing, Alyssa? I'm doing great, Shelley. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, as I've gotten to know you, I've seen your heart for other people, and especially your heart for um, music, um, and using that as a part of worship, and more specifically in how you are using it with your children. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. But before we jump into that, tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, yeah, again, thank you for having me. And I'm very humbled to be talking to you because you are someone that I greatly respect in how you disciple your children. And so uh, just to be able to talk to you about this is is a, um, a humble opportunity. Yeah, um, thank you. But yeah, I, I was raised in a Christian home in a small little farming town in Illinois, and uh, both my parents are believers, my grandparents are believers, um, and they raised me from a very young age, understanding who Jesus was and how he died on the cross for my sins. And um, as I thought about my testimony, it, it, it reminded me of an important question, and that's what will you do with Jesus? And mm-hmm. I think we all want to raise our children to know God, and we want to give them everything um, that we can. Mm-hmm. But you have to always start with, what have I done with Jesus? What am I going to do with Jesus? Ultimately, am I saved? Um, have mm-hmm. I um, accepted him as my Savior, and have I made him my Lord? Um, only then can I truly love and disciple my children. And yeah. um, there's so many times when I'm trying to teach them a spiritual truth and it just hits me square between the eyes and it's <laughs> convicting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I grew up, um, like, like I said, knowing the Lord and uh, my parents demonstrated um, a worship of God uh, through their lifestyle, but also through song. Uh, I remember my dad leading worship up front and my mom playing the piano. Um, I remember uh, watching him close his eyes and fold his hands uh, as he sang, and I, I knew that he meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was exposed to that from a very young age. And also my grandparents um, and their love for music, uh, they led worship for prison ministries and things like that. And so it was something that I was always around growing up. That's awesome. Yeah. And so your parents emulated. They weren't just telling you, okay, you need to go to church or, um, okay, I'll take you to church. But they were also living it out, and and you saw it was manifested through their love of music. One thing I've noticed since COVID, a lot of churches have not gone back to using hymn books, and I feel like before that time, we were opening hymn books. You know, people were learning parts; they mm-hmm. were learning how to harmonize, and there's not a lot of that happening in churches because we don't have the hymn books and and people are not familiar with reading music. Mm. Um, So I think that's really uh, something that maybe I know in my own life, I want to do that more with my children, like even 
helping them read music and and learn to play the piano and um and so how are you able to kind of incorporate that in with your children yeah um one thing uh we had talked about is the importance of spiritually homeschooling our children um i had heard someone say that as they were talking about school choice and things like that no matter what you you're required to spiritually homeschool your children and how does the bible say to do that um when you sit when you rise as you walk along the way um it's this idea of as life happens um you know, there, there's kind of this Western idea of if I learn something, I'm in a sterile classroom and I'm sitting mm-hmm. at a desk and I'm mm-hmm. looking at a PowerPoint. But that's not how, um, certainly not how Jews uh, reading uh, the Bible would have interpreted that. Right. Um, but as we go about life, kind of this idea of following a rabbi, right? Um, and so for kids, there's some familiar touch points. Uh, for us, it's meals, car mm-hmm. rides. Uh, when are their mouths quiet, uh, or maybe their, their bodies still, uh, or when, uh, you know, in the opposite of that, when do they need to move? Uh, sometimes they're really antsy and they need to move. Um, and so we need a quick song break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use different tools at different times. And right now at breakfast, we're going through the new city catechism. Um, it's a series of questions and answers and if you download the app, it's free. You can put mm-hmm. it on children's mode, and they have these songs that go with each question. Okay, um, cool. And, and it's, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, so we like to do that at breakfast. Um, there's also, I feel like VBS is always a great resource, and now mm-hmm. they're making CDs with the songs on it. Yeah. Um, and so we had lis- I had listened to some that were at church and, and played it for the kids, but they sing those all the time, and there's a couple... Um, there's a couple of music artists out there that will just make songs that are straight scripture and mm-hmm. I can send you a link. Yeah. Um, but I'll, you know, my son will be playing with his train tracks and uh, singing this song about Romans five, eight, you know, God shows his love for us and it's just word for word. And they, those yeah. truths start to get into their, into their hearts. Um, so those are a couple, couple things we do. Um, and I like that you mentioned, um, you know, your love for hymns and, I, I know you play the piano and I think it's important to remember that God gives everyone different talents um, and abilities. Some might say, Oh, well, I don't play an instrument. That's okay. You can, you know, get, get kids instruments or you can make an instrument mm-hmm. out of a, out of anything really. And beans and uh, paper plates. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, my kids love that mm-hmm. where they'll, uh, you know, they'll ask me, let's do Jesus loves me. And, you know, we might not, might not sound very pretty, but it's still music to the Lord. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, maybe some people aren't as comfortable with music. Uh, it's, it's okay to let down your guard a little bit because your kids don't know the difference. They'll still think it's fun if you are genuinely having fun and worshiping Mm -hmm. the Lord. Um, I also think of David, um, when his wife, you know, rebuked him for, being undignified in his mm-hmm. worship. He said, I'll become even more undignified than this because what matters is, is that I am excited for God. Right. And and that will that will show to your kids mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned VBS. And for listeners who don't know what that is, it's, it's uh, the acronym for Vacation Bible School. And I know here in the United States, um, that's a pretty uh, popular thing that takes place in churches. 
and uh, perhaps around the world, but summertime, June, July, August, those are great times when kids are not in a classroom setting. They're not, um, you know, doing like regular public school or Christian school time in school. And so they have the summer break and churches will have like a week, five days, you know, four days um, where it's uh, more concentrated on Bible scripture and songs. And uh, yeah, our church is actually doing that this week. So it's been really fun. Um, how did you become interested in music? Like, did you just all of a sudden say, hey, I want to play the guitar or hey, I want to do this. But where do your roots, how deep are they? Sure. Um, like I mentioned, my my dad uh, led worship as long as I could remember um, leading the hymns at church. And my mom has played the piano since before I was born. And so I remember she led uh, piano lessons. Hmm. But we had this little book called We Sing. Mm-hmm. I think like we W-E-E. And it had all the classic Sunday school songs. Mm-hmm. And I would ask her to play those over and over. And so that's one of my earliest memories of my le- my love for music. And um, then we also did Awana Club, which is similar to BBS. But uh, in the United States, it's a, um, a children's ministry where you memorize scripture. And there's, there's always music involved, too. Um, and then I also remember my grandmother in particular helping with that children's club and also playing her guitar uh and my grandfather played the mandolin and they would play for various uh ministries but specifically for a prison ministry Um, they would bring in their instruments and they would just bless people with their music Hmm. and that that's where my love for guitar started i was i was 10 years old they gave me my first guitar Mm -hmm. um, and i remember my grandmother teaching me uh, a few chords, and my grandpa was one of my biggest fans, and he he always said, you know, play a song that you wrote for me, because uh, I would write all these, you know, these silly songs or sometimes serious songs, and so they really fostered that, um, and always liked to hear me play, so... Good. Well, I know your guitar has been a, a real blessing just in some of the Bible studies. I've been able to interact with you, and... Uh, yeah, that's my next goal. I got a guitar, um, oh, several years ago, and I've been trying to teach it to myself. I appreciate that type of music, too. Well, I know music is your passion, and uh, your family is just a, has great priority in your life, um, and you have put God first. Tell us about your family, what's going on in your life, um, and I know you've got some big changes that are coming up as well. Yeah, um, yeah, as I think about my family and the transitions, I would be remiss to not mention I am married. Uh, I have a husband, and he is wonderful. And as we talk about, you know, music, discipleship, and all that, um, also just wanted to add that there's a reason God places us in families, right? It's it's a team effort. Um, and I think sometimes people will think, oh, my, my husband, that's not his style or that's not his personality to get up and sing a silly song but uh you know you don't he doesn't have to be the donut man uh he he could do it in his own way um and sometimes we think it all he has to come up with all these ideas or you know if if it's not his idea it won't work we can 
provide uh, resources. Um, you know, I got a, a children's Bible and uh, he he's the one that reads that at night. Um, but I think just an encouragement to, uh, you know, remember your spouse, God has placed you together and you each have unique gifts that can contribute uh, in their own way. And it doesn't necessarily have to look like someone else um, and how they're doing, uh, how they're doing it. But Right. Um, and every season yeah. is different. Oh, yeah. So based on their ages, I know when we do our family devotions from when they were young to three, four year old, it looked different then mm-hmm. than it does now. Right. When they're very young, you're still trying to train them how to sit still and how to listen quietly. Right. And uh, and yet you don't expect them to sit there for you know, an hour. But our devotions when they were little might have been 10 minutes. Right. You know, and there's a lot of songs where we would stand up and do action songs or dramatizing the Bible. Um, so as they grow through those seasons, it gets special. But what you do as when they're young is you are planting the seeds. That root goes deeper as you continue to water through their, you know, seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then. You have some big things coming up. <laughs> we do, yeah. We have a big move. Uh, like you mentioned, we are a military family, um, and so we've done several moves already. Um, and our, our children are six, four, and two um, mm-hmm. at this stage. And so um, I was spending some time with the Lord and just asking, Lord, how can I provide a, a structure and kind of a, a safety net uh, or a continuous cord that goes through this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those things I committed to is, uh, I mentioned the catechism in the morning. It's on my phone. It's not going to get lost in my luggage. Mm-hmm. We can do it um, at the breakfast table, in the car, in a hotel. Um, and so that is one thing that's kind of a grounding mm-hmm. thing that can start the day. Um, but I think as far as transition goes, you know, providing things like that, that anchor your kids back to what is important, the Lord and his word and uh, our family. Uh, he, cre- he created our family um, to support and love each other. And so just to remind him that, yeah, we're still there for you and, and we're still going to be together. Um, but then to also look back on how did God provide for us in this last season and how how can we pray for or expectantly wait for him to provide in the next season. Um, Maybe there's someone praying for a new friend and you might be that new friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you just never know what he's going to do. Yeah, that's great. And uh, what I was hearing you say was just keeping that consistency, right? Mm -hmm. So I like that you said it's something on your phone. It won't get lost in luggage, but it's something you are trying to anchor them to Jesus, right? So Jesus wasn't something that was just here in this location and now you're moving, so you're leaving Jesus behind. No, he's going with you. And every step of the way, um, car rides, plane rides, um, in the new house and old house, uh, you know, God is going to still be there with them. And they're seeing how you are responding in all of this change. And uh, the consistency is your faith in Jesus. So what's a favorite verse or passage or something that you would like to leave with our listeners? Sure. Um, I, uh, one of my favorite verses, it's by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his Mm -hmm. grace to me was not without effect. Mm -hmm. And, 
Yeah, I, I love that verse because it's this idea that uh, God's grace in our life, when you truly encounter the grace of God and you truly encounter the love of God, you will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, you know, like Paul says in Romans 7, that we still have this ongoing struggle with sin, but we are no longer slaves. Um, and so there's this idea that I'm, I'm still growing. His grace has an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I can, you know, as a new year passes, I can look back and say, yeah, I'm not who I was last year. And I'm not who I'm going to be in a year uh, by God's grace. And I think sometimes we can get in the trenches of the day-to-day life and think, man, I'm just not changing. I'm still struggling with the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. But that is a focus on what I'm doing. When I step back and look at the big picture, it's obvious to see what God is doing. Yeah. So, And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, um, that power that sin had over us before, it loses its sting, yeah. right? It's not as powerful. We live in a fallen world, a sinful world, so we are going to still struggle, but we're not doing it alone. We, yeah. we have Jesus helping us. Yeah. And uh, so I love your heart. I appreciate all your words of wisdom. In the show notes, I will put the verses that you mentioned, um, the yes. links. I can put those links in there as well. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you being here, Alyssa. Thank you for your husband's service to our country and for your support to him and uh, just your submission to God to rear your children with that biblical worldview. So I pray God will bless you. And I thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shelley. One of the wisest men who ever lived was King Solomon. In his book of Ecclesiastes found in the Bible, Solomon talks about sorrows and the futility of a life without God. And in his concluding verses in the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Until next time, look to the Lord, because it does matter. Bye. Bye, y'all.